Today on the show, we have the woman who is pretty much solely responsible for any and all PR that I've gotten. And the one and only Nicole Maiden has been connecting people and brands with the media for the past 23 years. She started off in Los Angeles working in entertainment publicity for Disney, Fox on American Idol, and films for Sony Picture Classic. Since then, Nicole has produced publicity campaigns in every single niche, with her clients being featured across an array of media outlets, including Forbes, The Today Show, Good Morning America, Phoenix Business Journal, Women's Wear Daily, Oprah Magazine, Glamour, Marie Claire, USA Today, and so many more. She has had the great fortune to have held upper management executive roles at some of the most prestigious and award-winning agencies in the industry and received company awards from both the industry and her peers. Since relocating from Los Angeles to Scottsdale, 60 years ago, she has used all of that expertise and experience and has delved into her passion for being a mentor and helping small and medium business owners like myself discover that they are worthy of press opportunities and teach them step-by-step principles and systems to garner those opportunities on their own. Through her offerings, her clients have experienced everything from landing magazine covers and features to being on local and national TV segments, podcasts and radio interviews, newspaper features, online features, industry awards, speaking engagements, and so much more. Nicole prides herself on teaching through energetic alignment, mindset, and practical tactics to deliver result and buzz. And today, you're in for a treat because not only do we dive into some really actionable strategies on how to garner your own PR, but so much more, including... From lessons and insights that she discovered while writing her book in just 90 days and publishing it, to what are the keys to really building relationships, and what's underneath truly feeling worthy and going after publicity and what you want. Welcome to Human on the Daily, the podcast for anyone wanting to break free of any boxes or expectations and embrace their full authentic self. I am Dr. Megan Daly and I have been there. I've overcome so much trauma, dealt with so many stressors like competing in high level athletics, rigorous academics, getting my doctor in physical therapy and I did what I should do, right? I climbed the corporate healthcare ladder and when that didn't make me feel fulfilled, I branched out and opened up my own cash clinic and built it to six figures in the second year yet I still felt like something was off when I looked in the mirror and maybe you can relate. So I scaled back and really dove into the questions of who am I really and what is it that I am meant to do? So together in this podcast, we are gonna dive into all the tips, tools, and experiences for you to answer those same questions for yourself so you can live your best, most joyful and fulfilled life. Because if you're not doing that, then what the fuck are you really doing? So let's fucking go. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Human on the Daily. And I am I, I am so pumped for today's guest. I know you all are going to love her as much as I do. Miss Nicole Maiden. I'm trying to even remember like when we first met. I'm fairly certain it's like a mix of like through Alexis and like the the foundress of so the women's networking event that we were both involved in pre-COVID. So it had to have been like 20... 18 2019 ish somewhere in there because it was I know I remember seeing you speak for the first time and you were talking about I had just lost my dad you were talking about losing your dad 
And so like, there's this immediate connection. And then I find out you're like this badass PR, like queen slash guru um, that I have been blessed to like really dive into your work and your expertise in, and learning from you in the last year. And it has made all the difference. Like y'all, when I say like this woman is the reason I was able to pitch myself and get into Nike and Phoenix magazine and all these other things, like she is legit. So thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to me. Thank you for having me. I'm so proud of you. I love that you have your own show. You deserve that. And right where you belong. I think you called me out on it actually at one point. You were like, you should have your own show or just create your own stage. I always say to everybody, you know, stop waiting for someone to, you know, give you the opportunity or or ask you to participate, create it yourself, right? And so what a beautiful way for you to keep creating your impact is is through the show. And I'm honored to be here. I, I do remember that is exactly how we met. It's been a good probably five years that yeah. it's probably been. So grateful for all the mutual friends. And yes, that's right. It was, it was from the founders. Yeah. Okay, so you just published this amazing book that took, honestly, it's, it's kind of like a compilation of all the things that you've taught in your workshops and the, your experience over the massive years that you have in this line of work. And I love that. So your tagline through all of this has been, you are worthy of publicity. So I'm curious, like, is there a story behind that specific phrase coming to be for you? And can you expand on why you feel so passionate about that? Yeah, such a good question. So I have been in publicity for 23 years. I'm one of those women now at 44 who can like look back and go, wow, I've been doing the same thing for all this time. But my soul is, of course, now saying, okay, now what's the next thing, right? What else do we want to do mm-hmm. while we're here? But um, I've been fortunate to have loved working in public relations. And I spent years working for really big brands in my career in Los Angeles and, you know, but people that had huge monstrous budgets. And so PR for me is fun. It's like a puzzle piece. I get to help people put together. Yeah. And, you know, on a personal front, as you know, about seven years ago, I left my whole life behind in LA. I came here to Scottsdale. I had no network. I had nothing, no community. And I kind of started from scratch at 35. And, you know, what was happening because I wanted to meet everybody and and find out who everybody was and, and throw myself in rooms. I spent my first almost year and a half here going to as many events as I could. And, just wanting to, you know, um, get to know people and, and genuinely talk to them and, you know, not so much even about work, but just who they were and, and find out more about the town. And as I was having conversations with people, naturally they asked what I did. And so as soon as I would mention public relations, they would say, oh my gosh, I have this great small business here, or I'm thinking about starting this company. How can I get press? And it was like this light bulb, you know, when I got here, I thought, oh, wow, I'm meeting all these amazing small business owners that are brilliant and have incredible, like heart tugging journeys and stories and solutions and services. And they're doing all these amazing things. How can I help them kind of realize and shift their mindset to a place of them believing that they are worth these opportunities that they see the big brands getting? Because this consistent thing kept coming up in every conversation and everybody would say, oh, I didn't know that 
we could be on TV or I didn't know we could be in the magazines. We thought it was always for the big brands or the ones with the big budgets. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I really kind of took a st step back when I got here and said, you know what, I need to teach all these business owners, not only how to learn how to genuinely connect with their local media and build those relationships, but get their mindset right around it and, and know that this is an energetic play. So we are all worthy of these opportunities. The only reason we see other people getting press, and you know, I've said this so many times at the workshops, is because people are putting energy into going after them. And so mm -hmm. we take all of that and kind of combine it, or combine it rather, I just felt like, you know, you are worthy of publicity is the message. That is like the theme of my anthem. But the book itself is kind of twofold because the whole first part of the book is my personal story. And it goes through chapters and pivotal moments in my life where I questioned my worth, um, which we all do. And, and we go through grief, we go through loss, we start over, we're changing cities, careers, we, you know, we're taking big leaps. And our worth is always kind of a theme in those moments. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to share my personal story first because I wanted to give a small business owner permission to share theirs. And I felt like I had to go first by doing that. And so the book takes you on this personal journey about worth and then it kind of parlays into where is your worth and your mindset around bringing in opportunities like being featured in the press kind of sitting in your business, you know, where are you at with that? And so yeah. it asks you all these questions. Oh, I love that so much. Like I know you and I both know and have talked about the fact that mindset is so foundational and I've had, I feel like I'm trying to think if it's an absolute statement or not. I think it is. I think every single one of my 180 mindset clients, it comes down, like at some point in the conversation, we were talking about worthiness and the feeling of I am worthy for insert desire here. Yeah. Um, and something that you brought up that I would love to dive into a little bit more. So along the idea of the mindset and you're worthy of the things that you desire is this idea of like women particularly, I feel like are very conditioned to think, oh, you got to make big moves in your twenties or you're behind. It's too late. Like, what are you doing? And like, I feel like it's getting a little bit better as far as like maybe into your thirties, but there, there's this weird, like, even as something as simple as I was talking to someone the other day about snowboarding and they were like, wait, you started after age 30. I'm like, yeah, they're like, how? I'm like, I, I got on a board. Um, <laughs> I love whoever that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would love to dive into a little bit more about like, what advice do you have for the person listening who has that voice in their head saying they're past their prime or it's too late and they have this like big desire on their heart that they're letting mm -hmm. their age or some other block get in the way? Yeah, well, this I could go on for hours about because <laughs> I am, um, you know, by definition of society, I'm middle-aged. So I'm 44, I'm turning 45 next year. Um, I'm single right now by divine timing of the universe and trusting that when my person's supposed to come into my life, you know, he will. I also have always wanted to be a mom since I'm a little girl and I haven't had the chance to do that yet for a handful of reasons. So, you know, when we think about age and we think about work and goals and our dreams, I mean, I have big, big dreams of, of 
you know, marriage and family and, and, you know, writing more books and, and creating more, you know, community driven opportunities for women, especially women, my age and women who have gone through grief and have to start over and all these things. But, you know, we, we have to surrender on the healing side to timing. And I think what trips people up is we have all these big dreams. Where do we start? You know, what is everyone telling us to do? I mean, look, I just put out a book. I self-published a book this year at 44. You know, I mean, I had that dream also on my heart since I was a little kid. I never knew when I would sit down to write it. I mean, no way would I thought I was going to do it now. And now that I've gone through the process and I had so much fun with it, I will continue to do more. So I think that, you know, it's very easy online to get caught up in, in, you know, how old we are and what we should have done or what we should be doing and what seems right. But at the end of the day, I think what's so beautiful is as we're going through our journey, we're evolving all so much that our kings and the signs from the universe are guiding us actually more into our purpose. So for me, like I started out saying, I've been doing the same thing for 23 years. And I've loved every minute of it. But my soul now at this phase of life is also craving other things. Some of them might be small, some of them might be big, some of them, you know, could be deemed medium size. But, you know, I, I mean, if I look at the women who I am most wanting to emulate or or find really just like, wow, I I like that that's a woman I want to be around. Most of these women are women who are trailblazing into their 50s and 60s, to be honest. Mm. Um, and, and it doesn't take away from anything anyone else is doing. But I love to see women reinvent themselves. And I love to yeah. see people know that they're worthy of desires and dreams fulfilled even as they're getting older. You know, and this goes back to so much in the book. I think I ended it on the personal front by saying, you know, like, in many ways, I'm just getting started, you know, yeah. most people, they would look at me and say, you're done, you know, and I, <laughs> I don't feel that way at all. I feel like we, you know, there's a, no, and I don't, there's in chapters. I don't know a single started. person that actually knows you that would be saying that for starters. And I think that's such a good like life lesson for anyone that's listening is that at no point in your life, yeah. like, I really hate using the word should at any point, because I don't think, I think we should ourselves way too often. Yes. And at no point should you think that's it. I'm done. There's always like, we're constantly evolving and growing, like you said. Yes. So it is this constant of like, I'm just getting started. And if you're not feeling that way, like maybe it's time for some reflection on where, where you're hiding in plain sight. And yes. the other thing that I want to bring up. So you said you've had this dream of writing a book since you were a little girl. Yeah. I think there's something so powerful in the, the timing piece that you brought into play here. And the, there was, for whatever reason, 24, I'm just throwing out a random age, but like 24 wasn't the time for you. And there are so many factors that go into it. If you had tried to force that at 24, if you had tried to settle for like, okay, well, I want to write a book, so let's just write something. Yeah. That wasn't the time for you. It wouldn't have gone no. the way you wanted. It wouldn't have been aligned, et cetera. Yeah, no, 5,000%. Well, and that's because the story was unfolding and it took me until truly, I think my father died, which I, I, I believe you would resonate with so much. You know, when you lose a family member, um, and, and for me, you know, it was sudden, as you know, I had so much trauma around the fact that I didn't get, to, I wasn't physically with him when he passed. And so that was a tremendous, you know, journey of healing for me for about two years after he passed of real deep rooted stuff. And I think when you mm -hmm. watch 
someone close to you. But, you know, my father was 67 when he passed. And so I looked at his life. Oh, I didn't realize our dads were the same age when they died. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. Not shocking. Uh, we're still sisters, <laughs> but I, I just, you know, I remember reflecting so much thinking like, gosh, my dad got to do so many amazing things in his life, but he also left so early and there's so much he's not going to yeah. do. And Nicole, what are you actually waiting for? Like, who are we waiting for to give us this green light? Mm -hmm. Who are we waiting for to say yes? Look yourself in the mirror and do the damn thing. And I've always wanted to write a book. And the reason I didn't do it probably five, eight years ago is I moved here. I think so much of my story was unfolding. And then I went through, you know, these tremendous losses. And then my grandfather right after my father back to back. And then we all went into a global pandemic. And who I was changed so drastically pre my father mm -hmm. passing to post. And then I went through, you know, a lot during COVID with, you know, this huge business I built. And then um, it basically within 48 hours went away and I stepped back into corporate and then rebuilt my business. And, and you know, on the other side of all of that tumbling, so to speak, I felt like I could breathe and, and kind of connect the dots more in the story. And so when I came into this year, I sat with one of my spiritual advisors and she said, you know, this is a really favorable energetic year for you. Like if you want to do something this year, do it. And I said, you know what, then that's, that's all I needed to know. I'm going to write this book. And I wasn't waiting for a publisher to come find me. I wasn't going to go, you know, door to door begging for someone to publish my book. I self published it. I created a timeline. I spent 90 days writing it. And I put the book out, you know, in four months on Amazon. And it was so fun and doable. And the only thing I was waiting for the signal on was the timing. So mm -hmm. I, I agree with you so much when you say that. I think that for so many of us, we we rush and we want to do and we want to create and accomplish, which is just so amazing. But being able to know that things come in the right timing and understand yes. what that really does more for our soul in the journey, I think that's like the secret sauce. 100%. Uh, there's so much that I want to kind of dive into there. And... I think what you said of like the it's this weird duality that happens at the same time of people wanting to rush and like holding themselves back because of the expectations, the shoulds, all these things. And like you said, I mean, and you and I have talked separately about the fact that my dad's death and the grief and the like you nailed it on the head, right? Like no one is the same person pre and post a family member dying. Like it just doesn't happen. Like no that is the universe hitting you upside the head with a two by four, you are going to come out the other side of a very different human. And that was the catalyst for me in a lot of what I'm doing now. Yeah. And like, I feel like you probably can resonate with the fact that sometimes I just want to shake people awake and give them that perspective that comes with losing a family member of like, you really only do have this one precious life and like, don't rush through it, but let's get really aligned and really focused on what's meant for you and surrender to the process along the way. Oh, yes. I have full body chills. You, you know, I, I think about my life. I would say like pre my father dying and then post. And I, I had a very on paper, we'll say, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles. I climbed the corporate ladder after college. I had so much to prove. I come from the generation of, you know, my crew, so to speak, coming up. I mean, we were we were 
we had approved so much in corporate. No one was hearing mm -hmm. us, no one was seeing us. And we yep. were fighting for those paychecks and we were fighting for those titles. And we became very overly independent women to, a, to our fault or not. It's just what happened. And so I, in particular, sat in a lot of masculine energy for most of my mm -hmm. life. Um, like many women, right? We, we just had, we had so much to do and we had so much to accomplish and prove. And, and I think until my father passed away and I started to heal my relationship with him and kind of go back also to how much of him is in me and, and all these things, right? You start to really dissect life, like you said, and think, okay, you, you listen to people complain about the most ridiculous things sometimes and you just want to shake them. God yeah. bless them. You know, and just say, guys, like, wow, like you don't know how great you have it. And also if something's not to our liking, we have the power to make that change and we have the power to choose differently. And it, it is unfortunate that sometimes it takes a massive kind of tear from the universe, so to speak, um, to, to shift us. But I know for me, as much as I would give anything for him to be here, and I know you would say the same about your dad, um, I, I, I like who I've become on the other side of all of this because mm -hmm. I think that when we talk about our lives and we talk about purpose and on a soul level, not to get too woo-woo, but I think most people online are fighting for this purpose. Who am I? What am I doing? I gotta figure out my purpose. When the reality is I've become more of my purpose just by becoming more of Nicole. Yes. And whether I write a book or I'm a PR person or I go teach, you know, women how to sew, it doesn't matter because I am evolved. I am going to continue to evolve. And that is what I'm here for because whoever's around this version of Nicole is getting the impact from where I am today. And so our purpose is just us. We don't yes. have to worry or try to figure that out. And so, you know, that was another thing I was trying to kind of communicate with the book is that let's not look to the press to validate us also. Like, these opportunities are wonderful for you to get featured in your local market and get featured in the press. And yes, let's take all the opportunities energetically for momentum and, and to move ourselves in all these directions. But do we need them? No. Are they great when they happen? A hundred percent. Like why not? <laughs> and having fun with it. Right. But maybe it's more just like not taking it so seriously. Oh, I love that so much. And what's actually kind of serendipitous and funny and not surprising at all that this came into the conversation is yeah. I plan on, so this is going to get released probably like January of 2024 and my solo episodes, I record more in real time. Yeah. So I like the one that drops the Monday after we're sitting here together is actually going to be on how, when you're looking for clarity, what you need is more self-trust. Ah. <laughs> so kind of like a, yeah, I'm basically going to expand on like the the bomb that you just dropped. Yeah. On I and I love how you worded it too. Like your purpose is you. Like it's the you. more that you lean into your authenticity, the more you will discover and serve out your purpose. Yes. And it will come with way more flow than the the hustle, grind, fight, scratch, claw, hitting brick walls, which yeah. doesn't feel good anyways. Well, yeah, and you know, I'll be the first to say it. I mean, 
I know we're not supposed to say this because everyone wants to stay in high frequency and high vibe energy. And I think anyone that knows me knows I'm naturally kind of like a positive person like you. But the reality is it's okay to also say that we're exhausted. And it's okay to yes. say that we've also worked so hard for certain things and maybe yes, we were misaligned or maybe we needed to shift and focus, but you know, doing all of these things and being ourselves and showing up in the world and running businesses and writing books and grieving and healing and being there for friends and being there for family. This is a lot of energy. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I have this thing now with my friends and I'm very blunt with them about it in the most loving way. I just say like, guys, you know, I'm very different than I was several years ago. I used to say yes to everything. I actually don't say yes to everything anymore. And I don't kind of explain or over explain why, you yeah. know, I might just be energetically depleted and I might just be tired and, you know, mm -hmm. only and say, Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't come. I da, 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 da. you know, and now, so, you know, I think also when we talk about worth, cause that's again, you know, I get into boundaries in the book too. Mm -hmm. Where does all of this show up in our lives? Like our boundaries, our work, our, our you know, our, are we, are we staying in integrity by fulfilling these goals we have and, and bringing our dreams forward? And, you know, old, old egoic Nicole would have been, oh, I can't believe it. I can't put out a book. I don't have a publisher. And, you know, here I am yeah. like, doing it by myself because I don't care because I just wanted to get the message out to people and trust yeah. whoever needed to buy that book would buy it, you know, and, and same for the future of it. Yeah, no, I love that so much. It's it's the idea of almost taking a step back and being willing to look at the possibilities versus what's the normal, what's the traditional approach, okay? Like, rather than just what roadblocks can I get rid of? How can this be easier on me? Yeah. And I love, this is totally not the direction I thought this conversation was going to go, but I love it. The, I, I admittedly still sometimes catch myself over explaining, but I love that you said, like, we are meant to experience the full spectrum of human emotions that is going to include exhausted. Now, if you are consistently going down the path of burnout, okay, yeah. let's look at where we're not holding boundaries. Yeah. Right. But like, if you are playing full out, you are going to have days where you're exhausted. You're going to need to say no to things and have that energetic boundary. You are going to need to take the rest day and actually rest, not, not do the like, oh, I'm going to get all the personal things done because I have a free day and not the rest where you guilt yourself so much that your nervous system doesn't actually get to chill. Like, Amen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like so I want to kind of, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of exhausted. Yeah. It took you, you wrote your book in 90 days. Yeah. Which so. just sounds like, it sounds, so it, this may or may not be what it felt like, but it sounds like you were basically writing a high and like inflow for 90 days and then probably crashed big time afterwards. But what I would love to dive into is what were your biggest lessons and insights from that process or even the post process? Yeah, so many good things there to unpack. So I should kind of take a step back and explain because most people listening are probably like, why is this crazy woman telling us she wrote a book in 90 days? Because that is so unrealistic. And why did she do that to herself? Um, so here's why I did it. So I think I said earlier, at the beginning of the year, I met with one of my spiritual mentors and kind of understood this year for me personally. And um because of that, so um, one of my mentors teaches something called Bozzy. I'm sure you know um, Jen Stone. She's based here. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, Bazi is a modality that kind of teaches you favorable seasons for yourself energetically based on your birth chart. And, you know, you combine that with already a lot of the spiritual work I do. And, you know, and you start to look at certain years of your life and everything that I've always been told has added up, you know, to the deaths of people, my divorce, moving here, all these things. So in a nutshell, she said to me earlier this year, you if you are going to birth a project this year, not birth a child, but if you're going to birth a project this year, <laughs> well, that that'll, that that's going to come in a different time in a different way. But if you are going to birth a book this year and that is on your heart that you want to tackle that this year, you have to get it out in these months of the towards the fall. And so when I started the year and I knew that initially I thought, oh my God, how am I actually going to get this done and then actually launch it like at the end of September, which was our plan. Mm -hmm. And I stepped back from the meeting and I thought about it and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And, you know, as you know, living here, the summer months are brutally hot and July was one mm -hmm. of our months ever. So as I was running my business and running my clients and still doing all the things I had decided that I was going to take May, June, and July, three months in the summer. I wasn't going to travel all summer. I was going to sit my tush down inside in the air conditioning, and I was going to write. And what I did, which I'm very proud of myself about, is a month before, I sent a group email to all of my closest girlfriends. And I said, here's what I'm doing, guys. And I'm telling you this with all the love in the world. I will not be able to get this done and meet my personal deadline and get this project out the door if um, I'm busy making plans and doing things that are pulling me off track. So I want you to know that I am here. I might go into hiding for a couple of months and I'm going to focus on getting this book done. But I, as soon as I'm out, we can go back to making plans and doing all the things. But I need this time and I have to cut my time on the phone. I need to cut my plan. You know, I, I was very mm -hmm. blunt. You about, held a strong boundary. Yeah. And also just how they could support me, which was for mm -hmm. them to give me space and understand that I have to do this. And yeah. it was well received, of course. And I felt so good clearly going into writing the book, knowing that everybody understood that I wasn't intentionally not making plans to see them, but I was going to stick to this, you know, project and meet this deadline. And to no surprise, as you said earlier, when we're enjoying, when we're in flow, the best things happen. And so what happened for me very surprisingly, which was another signal from the universe is once I started to sit down and write, it actually just poured out of me. And the book that I put out is very different than how I started because I originally was just going to put out a book which is the second part of the book, which is the tactical principles of teaching small business owners how to get press in their local market. And I started to sit down and write. And I said, you know what? I have to go back to the beginning here. Like I need the reader to understand how did I even get into PR? Who, how did this all come to be? Who is this woman giving us this information? And so I started to go back to my childhood and talk about how I used to save my babysitting money and go buy magazines and study magazines when I was 12 and 13 years old. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a whole path there. And so yeah. I started just to pour, pour my heart out and pour my childhood 
it out on right, you know, paper and talk about all of these chapters of my life. And it was the most fun. I loved writing this book. And I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. And then I got to a point where, you know, I realized this is going to go on forever. I need to actually hire a professional editor. So I brought in an amazing editor. I hired an amazing, you know, marketing team to help me kind of bring this you are worthy cover to life. Um, you know, but I, I wrote it in three months. It took a month to edit it. And we literally up against the wall got everything approved on Amazon like the week before we were set to launch and it was like, I don't know, a Hail Mary, all the angels, everyone was like, you are getting <laughs> out by your deadline. So I was very grateful that I stuck to, you know, I did stick to the timeline and would it have been the end of the world if I took two years to write this book? No, you know, and I think this timeline is probably unrealistic for most people. But for me, I think given, you know, that I knew I could do it this year and I had the time, I did it. But, you know, next time around, I will tell you, I probably would give myself a whole year to write it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's just such a beautiful permission, though, for anyone listening who's like, this way that I've heard of everyone else doing the thing that I want to do doesn't resonate. So how can I make this me? How can I make it feel right? Because I do like you typically hear of people like, oh, if you want to write a book, write for 10 minutes a day and plan out for two, da, 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 which has never hit with me. It's just not how I operate for starters. So I think this is a beautiful permission slip for anyone listening. And circling back to the the email blast that you sent your close group of girlfriends and like, I know enough of who they are to be like, of course, like they would cheer you on and be like, absolutely. I'll see you in three months. How can I support you in the meantime? And I know there's at least one person listening that like that almost like they could feel their heart rate rise because they don't know yeah. if that would be well received, if they have supportive people in their lives. And so that plus with being at your PR workshops, one of the things that really stood out to me was the relationship that you've cultivated with every single person that comes onto your panels and uh -huh. often even the members throughout the room. Yeah. But like that, that deep collaborative, like, Hey, I got your back. I support you. What do you need? That, what tips do you have for someone who's like, I don't know if I have that. How do I build it? Oh, so good. So yeah, I think, you know, I have come into this lifetime, like from day one, like right out of my mom's womb, I was a relationship girl. That's just part of my aura and makeup in this life. And I am very blessed that it is, I'm a people person and I know not everybody is, and I know not everybody. And there's a difference it. between people pleaser and people person for those listening. Amen. Yes. Well, used to be a people pleaser. Now I'm a <laughs> yeah, boundary driven lover. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I, I love the, I love being around people, you know, as, as I think we, we all do, we love community. And so um, I've always been that way. And I know it's very easy for me to, connect with people and ask questions and what really want to get to know them. Um, but you know, when it comes to press, what I tell people is you, the only barrier that's holding a small business owner up in their local town from not being featured in the press is that they don't know who to go to, to pitch themselves. And so 
where, where do we make that simple, right? We take the barrier of entry there and we figure out who's the editor and then, or, or who's the person we want to pitch, but what, how can we build a genuine relationship with that person, right? How, mm-hmm. What is our connection point? Maybe we have friends in common. Maybe we see on Instagram that they love to stay at the same hotels as us or go on the same hikes, right? We're always looking, whether it's friends, whether it's business, what are our commonalities? What's bonding mm-hmm. us? So, Journalists are people just like us. They, they, you know, they're just a gateway to help you reach more audiences, right? In the same way that you, in this role of a podcast host, like I'm getting exposed to new people through your amazing platform, right? And so, mm-hmm. if we take out this kind of fear or, or barrier of, oh my gosh, like you know, what do I need to go sit for two hours and like pitch this journalist? No, you can just be yourself. Maybe you, you say, you know, I've been reading the magazine for a really long time. I love it. I know you're super busy. When you come up for air, I'd love to take you to your favorite coffee shop. We could just kind of catch up in person a little bit, right? Like, like just like what we're doing. Yeah. Be a human, <laughs> be a human. And when we are ourselves, as we know, that's when the right relationships not only come in, but they stay. I mean, mm-hmm. my whole career in life, you know, in LA prior to coming here was, you know, I, I was in a surface industry. I, I, you know, entertainment PR and big brand PR. And I mean, I'm so grateful for all of it, but not all of that was genuine, right? I was surrounded by a lot of disingenuine people and I had to always stay true to who I was. And I knew that even when I moved, I would find the right amazing women in the right communities. And what I love about living here is I think that there are so many truly grounded down to earth, powerful, amazing women here who genuinely want to support each other, who genuinely want to see each other win. And there's room for everybody. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. I think as you get older, you realize like all of this kind of female competition or or society trying to pin people up against each other. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Room for all of us. There's no other you. There's no other me. Nobody can be who we are. We get to just be. And and whatever sticks, sticks. And if somebody doesn't resonate with it, that's okay. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, when it when it comes to energy, I have invested a lot of energy into relationships. And that has always been a choice of mine because I think that when you do invest into people, um, whether you're a manager of people or you're just going through life, you know, um, relationships are everything. And and that is my, also my business. I'm in public relations. So if I don't know how to build a relationship with someone, I am not gonna be any good to my clients for sure. Um, so I think for anyone listening, if you are not a natural people person, don't beat yourself up about that, but maybe make it feel less scary by just saying, all I have to do is reach out to these people and really get to know them and try to become a resource to them. And how do you do that? Mm -hmm. You get to do that by being yourself and sharing your passion and sharing your expertise and all of the things that you do. Right. So it feels less intimidating that way. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I love because there's so many things that you just said that double down on like solo episodes that I've already done (laughs) on. Yeah, like just like take off the masks, be yourself. And if you lose people in the process, like that's okay, because that's just creating room for the relationships that are meant for you. And if we think of like, 
on Instagram, right? Like how many of us get inundated with people trying to sell us things and trying to uh, quote unquote connect, but they clearly haven't even looked at our page or know anything about us versus getting, I actually just got one the other day. I don't know who this person is, but I got a pitch where it was like, she's very clearly listened to my podcast. She's looked at my Instagram. She have common interests. And I was like, oh, like I immediately responded to her because she actually was like, hey, I care enough to take a little bit of time to see who you are as a human, see that we're aligned and then reach out. Yeah. Well, and that's key because, you know, look, these, especially with journalists, they're getting hit up all the time with stuff. So Mm -hmm. you've got to show them that you are familiar with their outlet. Is it even the right outlet for you? Right. You know, if you're in certain industries, maybe certain publications or media outlets don't make sense for you. Right. And so, yeah, it, it's it, this all comes back to knowing who we are, right? Who we are, our own lane, and also with with women and friendships. I will say for anyone listening, like, I mean, I expected nothing, nothing less than than the response I got from you know, because I know who's around me. I know that the women around me, we are all champions of each other. We all go hard for each other, and we want to. Everyone, everyone wants to see each other happy and winning. And so, if someone comes to me and says, I need time because I'm going to go focus on this project. I'm like, heck yeah. What can I do to better support you? Not, oh gosh, I can't believe I'm not going to see you for a while. You know? Yeah. Because we know we pick up where you left off. And and I think, again, especially as you get older and you go through loss and trauma and all these things, my idea of female friendships has has changed drastically. And I love that I also... um, you know, in many ways, I, I, I'm setting the tone because, you know, a lot of them also will say, like, thank you for always bringing us together. And thank you for, you know, showing me that it's okay to say no. And it doesn't mean anyone did anything wrong. It just yep. means you can't be there for that one thing. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's stripping yeah. away that conditioning that we definitely get growing up. Like, like you said, there's definitely that like, competitive, catty, people pleasing, like there's so many layers to it. And we, I mean, to even start talking on that topic, we would end up talking for like hours. Um, So yeah, I would love to know in your journey. So I know we've talked about like how grief kind of forces you to, to transform and deep dive and heal. So outside of that, what's like the one thing that has helped you most in really becoming your true authentic self? Like if there's like, what's the one thing? Yeah. You know, I just had this conversation with someone yesterday because I was like, okay, like we are literally rounding out my 44th year on this planet. (laughs) And I'm not one of these women that's like afraid of aging by any means. I, I want all of it. I want all the years I want to, I have so much life to still do. So I'm so grateful to age and experience, but you know, I think, I always envisioned that I would be in a certain place by this age in certain areas of my life. I thought I'd be married, you know, with kids by now and and things look very different than I had mapped out in my little Nicole brain. Obviously God has a different plan and I am trusting it, but I think, you know, what what has come up for me most in this year separate from tangibles like putting out a book on a soul level is really, really trusting that, okay, Nicole, you're going into your 45th year, but who's to say things literally are not to get 
better than you could ever freaking imagine. Why have it, has it always gone to, you know, I don't have this yet and I don't, and, and all of these things, right? So I'm really, really trying to sit in a place of really trusting God because I've always, I've, everything's always turned out amazing, right? Even when it's I not. love this so much. Yeah, that, God. that focusing on the like, because I was actually also just talking about this with someone the other day of like the, the what ifs and how we typically go to the negative of like, mm-hmm. what if it gets so much better? What if it's so much better than we even could have imagined? So I, I love, 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 love that reframe. It's that, it's the, it's the trust in God. And I will tell you the other thing that I think is so powerful that came up for me this year. And I, I really attribute it to the healing that writing the book and going through that process gave me. I love also that right now I have nothing to prove. Yeah. And I have been journaling on this so much. I'm like, gosh, dang, like this is, this is where I want every woman to get to, to be going into 45 feeling like, damn, I have accomplished and done so many things that my heart is so proud of. I, I don't need to prove myself to anyone. I don't need to prove anything else to myself. I know what I can do. I know what I can build. I know who I am. And I think when you get to a point where you are just like, I'm just going to do however it looks, it looks, I'm going to do what makes me happy. However it's received, it's received. And obviously all of these things I'm talking about are being done with love, but I no longer have this shield of, Mm who am I proving this to, or, or am I still proving to myself, which I think so many of us carry. And I, again, I think a lot of this has come through post grief and, and all the years of healing, but I feel like I'm entering 45 with multiple lifetimes in the last few chapters. I feel like that I've lived and I've gotten to experience so many amazing things and so much heartache also, but really beautiful freaking things. And, yeah. and now I'm really just thinking, all right. Well, let's see how good it's going to get, God. <laughs> yeah. You know. Man, those you guys can't unless I like po- actually even if I do post that video clip, it'll be you speaking so you won't necessarily see me like rocking almost because I'm nodding my head so much <laughs> in like excitement of this. Uh, and I'll like quickly double down on something you said cuz I think it's so important for anyone listening that the like yes, let's see how good it gets. And don't be scared. Don't be fearful of the hard times, right? Because we don't get the joy without the pain. Yeah. So it goes true. back to that full spectrum of human emotion things. And speaking of that, um, I know you and I were emailing before and you said that you need and appreciate the solitude because again, like you can't have joy without the pain. You yeah. also can't really give your all like when you're giving so much energy to the things that you do and i was talking with another entrepreneur with this too like as a mindset coach like yeah i'm spending 180 minutes with the the client and there's a lot more on the front and back end of that to make sure that my energy is okay and that i can reset and refresh and everything so what as i bring that back up like what's coming up for you Mm. it's so I forgot I actually sent that to you, but it's so important because I think, and this is just me, I think that 
again, I go back to so many women also from like our generation of, of just a different way we grew up and, and we didn't have all of, nobody was asking us how we were doing, right? Yeah. We went to work. I think that started like maybe five years ago. <laughs> Literally. And so I think back to so much trauma that I think so many of us are carrying. And I, when I say trauma, I don't mean all bad things. I'm saying energetic yeah. trauma. Um, I also in the last year or two have gotten really good as, you know, I'm a very independent person. I love being around people. I, I need a mix of both. But when I say solitude, I don't think I realized until I was grieving my father, how much mm -hmm. energy Nicole Maiden expunged on a daily basis mm. to people. And yeah. that was like an ego death, a soul death. Oh, whoa, let's actually sit and look at what this means because I used to um, feel like I needed to earn people mm -hmm. by giving them more and more energy. Yep. And that's old programming. You know, I think a lot of us grew up that way to no fault. That's generational stuff. Yeah. The, the help everyone else, give them your energy. That's right. Yeah. And I appreciate that in so many ways, but I think what's happened to me now, again, getting into this kind of midlife time frame that I can recognize that I can be a loving, good-hearted person and care for my family and care for my friends and give people all the things I still did. It's just that I do it in a different way now. And so what I do from a tactical standpoint for a listener is I don't flood my schedule in the way that I used to. So if I know that I have a couple of calls or I'm going to be a little bit more high energy in the first part of the day, the second part of my day is in booked with things because I know I'm going to need to call that energy back. Or if I'm teaching a workshop, I'm not going to leave my workshop and then go right to like, you know, meet people for dinner and, and be on all day. Mm -hmm. I've really, really gotten good at being hyper aware of the machine that I am. And when I need that time to call my energy back again, it's not because I don't want to be around people and it's not because anyone did anything wrong. It's because I have to literally fill myself back up to the brim. And the only way I can do that sometimes is if I'm not on technology I'm not connected, you know, and I just take some time to do nothing and rest, like, yeah. you said, like genuinely rest, like turn it all off and rest. Yeah, I think, and that is such an important knowledge of self, like self-awareness and skill for that. I, I think every single person needs to take the time to learn and figure out because we can't show it for others unless we first show it for ourselves. Yeah. It's huge. Okay. And I, yeah. I, and I definitely <laughs> see women struggling with that, you know? Yes. 100%. It's, it's a ton of what I bring to light in, in my client sessions. So this has been uh, so incredibly okay. informative and insightful. I love everything we've talked about. And I've, I've been trying a new thing with guests because yeah. one of my core values is joy yeah. and all so often it's like the little things in life, right? So what's one little thing that might be unexpected that brings you joy? Uh, 
so oh, there's like multiple things, but um, so many things bring me joy. I'm very nostalgic to childhood. So I love things from the 80s, which I know is kind of like random, but like watching <laughs> a really good 80s movie or like listening to like music from the 80s. It just. Ooh, okay. Favorite 80s song. Oh, favorite 80s song. Okay. Well, I was diehard, um, like diehard Debbie Gibson girl mm. so like you know debbie gibson tiffany like all the boy bands like getting into that like late 80s early 90s that was my yeah all that stuff but michael jackson too i loved i mean i'm just a i'm like a yeah. tried and true 80s nerd like i was born in 79 fully grew up in the 80s so anything from childhood you know from from that time frame 80s and 90s just when i reflect on that or i watch things from that or the tv shows yeah you know, it brings There's me nostalgia joy yeah oh i love that so much yeah all right real quick tell yeah. us and it'll all be in the show notes but like yeah. where can we find you where can we connect with you where can we get your book all that stuff yeah. okay the book is only on amazon so you can go to amazon and literally punch in you are worthy of publicity i made the book under 30 dollars because i wanted it to be like super affordable for everybody gives them all this great info you can find it there my website is nicolemiden.com you can also get the book on amazon through the site you can connect with me there and then um i pretty much just play on instagram um i don't have all the other platforms so you can find me there at nicole Maiden as well and i try to respond to every dm so feel free to say hi beautiful and like i said all of that will be in the show notes so it's easy and just clickable and Nicole, thank you so much for taking the oh, time today. This was a joy. So good. You're the best. I'm so grateful. Alrighty. Catch y'all next time. All right, high five for taking some time out of your day for yourself to listen to this episode. It is my hope that it makes you feel more seen and heard and understood because we are all human and being human is messy and imperfect and beautiful. And you are beautiful. So if this resonated, it would mean the world to me if you shared it on social along with your biggest takeaway and then tag me at moveonthedaily and hum at human.onthedaily. Thank you so much and see you next time.